Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Two Norries podcast. I'm your host James and I'm joined as always by my good friend Timmy Lau. Hey everyone. Lisa Boy host is in the hot seat today. How are you going? I'm not so bad. How are you? You're a fellow Nori. I am, boy. <laughs> and you got sepsis. I did. I got sepsis over going to Turkey for surgery. For some of the people that don't know you, just give us a, a, a description of who you are and where you came from. Well, I'm Lisa. I'm from Nakhnehini. Um I'm living up there, Jesus, nearly all my life. Um, I came from Chartfield originally, then we moved to the south side, then I moved back up then again, so... Well, how do you find living up in Holly Hill, Nakhine? It's, it's, it's grand, it's grand, it's quiet up there. Yeah. I like it, it's grand up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the, with the new houses gone in up there, it's after changing the whole area. Yeah, it is. It's after getting quieter up there now in the last couple of years, it is, because it was wild up there, there for a while. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's but, but you know the, the regeneration. Do you know they built ninety nine houses in twelve or fourteen years or something ridiculous? Yeah, it's actually ridiculous. Does that see the houses on Kilmore Road, the red brick ones? They started them. They must have started them seven or eight years ago. They're still hanging there yeah, in rubble. Yeah. So like it is great that for the people that have the homes, they got the homes. But how many years are people waiting actually for the homes? Yeah. Like why does it take twelve years to build ninety homes? Do you know what I mean? That's something wrong there. Definitely, yeah. There's loads of them still standing in and stuff as well, you know, waiting to be knocked and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the houses are nice though and stuff, you know. Yeah. And they just have to clean up the area loads, so yeah. it's nice, you know. But I remember I was living in Armour Avenue one time. Do you know about Bernardo's? Yeah, Bernardo's, yeah. Well, I was living facing, that That used to be a green area. Yeah. There was the round these steps and then you go up through uh, Kleiny Heights and Foley Shop. Oh, four. I remember yeah. all that. But I was living there and, and when they started building... Bernardo's, you know, when there's any kind of destruction of the land like that, mm-hmm. you get a lot of rats. Oh, yeah. And we'd rats in the house. You'd hear them squealing. You had rats up around there at that time, don't yeah. Because everything was being knocked. But you know, when this regeneration has gone on for a very long time, it's just, it's just, it's not good for the people living in the environment, you know what I mean? Yeah, your lives put on hold, really. Because a lot of the people were moved out of their homes and those, those houses were knocked. They were moved into newer houses. And in different areas as well, yeah. put in stuff like so that. So the community was actually broken, broken up. up. yeah. And you would have had people who lived next door to each other maybe 20, 30, 40 years. And then they're next to new neighbours. It's going yeah. be hard, yeah. especially for older people. And yeah. stuff like that. Exactly, but because for the older people, they would have had maybe the next door neighbour that looked after them. Yeah, you know? and you know, like knock for an old cup of milk now or a bit of sugar yeah. or something, you know, like the old ways yeah. and stuff uh, like that. But even yeah. if you're an old lady or an old man and you're living in Carberry Grove or... For the lawn or the heart of Nakhnehini, where you've super value is there, the post office is here, everything is walking everything distance. Is 
and then all of a sudden you're Shanghai anti down to the, the arsehole in the, the meadows yeah. or down around Shanakil where there's not a shop for miles there's no bus I'd say it can be very isolating for the older people. Of course it is very isolating, definitely, 100% God love us, you know, because like they're so used to being so close to everything and then they're shifted down there. Yeah. Now, even though the houses are newer and they're better and, you know, they're probably better for themselves and everything, because remember all the asbestos used to be in yeah. the things and everything yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. But if you need any asbestos removed, I know somebody that does that. <laughs> 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 oh, we started a new asbestos company there, uh, myself and, and Hilary. Uh, oh, very good. In Line Eco. So we do asbestos removal and we re-roof and we've um, all the training, the insurances and everything above board. And it just looks like it's an area that could be be good for us. You yeah. know, we bought uh, the skills needed to be in that area. So I've gone into that at the moment and hopefully Very good. we can do something with it. You know, but there's something else I just want to jump in. Um, it's just in relation to, you know, there's so many people at the moment, we say, uh, men and women, mm-hmm. right? They just want to get stuff done. Yeah. They want to maybe improve their appearance or there might be something that they don't like about themselves and they believe that they can go abroad and get work done or you can get work done here. You know, um, how did you feel about yourself before you even? Was there something bothering you about yourself? Stomach and stuff. And do you know what? I, I never, I was never ever happy with myself anyway. I come across as a very confident oh, person. No, I am confident to a certain degree, but like, do you know, everyone has their insecurities. Everyone, yeah. everyone has something Every, that like they don't everyone. like about themselves. Yeah. Everyone, no matter what you do, no matter, sure, like even now, do you know, like, right, right, there's still parts of me. Yeah. And even before I went over, my partner Eric, he was there to me. I know you're not going to be happy when you come back. And I was like, I went, I was like, shop, shop, shop. I went, he was like, Lisa, you won't, like, because you know, but like, do you know what, right? It's just, it's just the human nature, do you know, like, right, Johnny, right? We always want to improve ourselves. We always want to do better. We always want to set a goal for ourselves and achieve it. So, do you know, I just want and to. And that's so true, because I, I, I can second that. James can, everybody in this room here can, can, can jump on that. Yeah. Because there's always something about ourselves that we're insecure about and that we don't like about. Mm. And even you said it, you're, you're there. Like, like, if you asked your partner, Eric, yeah. Like, he would turn around and say, you do your perfect way. Well, sure, like he told me, he said to me before I went over, he was like, Lisa, you don't need to go. I was like, yeah. I want to go. I was like, before I ever had you, I was doing this. Yeah. I was like, gone and gone and gone. Yeah. Sure, do you know what? I had just had it in my mind. So sure, like, this was three years in the making. Yeah. I was supposed to go in 2021, me and one of the girls, and then we couldn't go. Um, just with work and stuff. And do you know what? I needed downtime and stuff, and I just couldn't take time off work, and she couldn't take the time either. So that was cancelled. I lost the money for the flights for that. Then I was supposed to go in October last year and my dad got 24 to 48 hours to live. So now he's still here, thank God. But um, I just had to, do one out, that was the last thing on my mind. So I cancelled it, lost the flights for that. And then I was like, there in January, I was like, I'm booking this. And Eric was like, hang on a while. I was like, nah. I was like, fuck it, I was, I'm booking it now. And he was like, oh, all right. So I booked it for July. So... So you were over there on July this year? Yeah, I went to July. And, and what were you going over there to get done? So I went over for my makeover. So I got a Tommy Tuck um, 360 light bulb, a breast lift and a BBL. More than anything, I wanted the BBL. What's the BBL? The Brazilian butt lift. Well, that. How does that work? Um, they just, um, well, right, you can get implants or you can get um, you can get fat transfers. So I got fat transfers because it's... Take yeah, it from one part of the body, put it to the other. put it in, yeah. So like, so like they took 8,000 cc's of fat out of me, which is ridiculous. I didn't know that it was that bad or that dangerous till I actually came home and the doctor's hair told me 
how fucking Jesus like that's way too much to be taken out at one time. It's just whatever. And I got a thousand cc's in into each ash cheek. Yeah. But um I really get be- that done myself. Tip me we got normal with a big bubble, but <laughs> <laughs> But I had no ass and I never could build an ass and even when I like right no matter how much I went to the gym or whatever, I just I couldn't build one. So I was like, you know, I know I wanted this done for ages or that was that was my number one on the list, like, and then obviously Tommy took over having the kids and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, and no matter how much money or or, or not money, no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how toned you get, whatever, you know, you're still always going to have a bit of skin and, and stuff like and that. You know what? There's not a woman in the country who would disagree with you there. Yeah, what you say, you know, and there's not because my own wife speaks in the same way. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get this this way. Or, I just like, like these little bit bigger. I know, I know. And, and I said, you know what? That's okay. Like, I know. You know, like if, if it's something that somebody wants, great. If it can help them, their confidence, absolutely fantastic. But it's it, it's about getting it done right Properly. by the right people. Exactly. And we come to that mm-hmm. in a little bit, you know. But um, what was the experience like over there? Oh my gosh, it was horrendous. I'll never, ever forget it as long as I live. Like the smell of the hospital will never leave my nose. The pain will never leave my mind. Oh, I'll never forget how I felt off there. It was just so scary, petrifying. Oh, like, and even though I had Eric with me, you know, I was just so, so scary. I'll never forget the pain as long as I live till the day I go to my grave. I will never forget the pain I was in. Like, I thought when I was going over that, I'd be like, you know, I have a high pain trench all over grand 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 yeah. but like it's not natural and it's not normal to get as much work as what i got done do you get it all done in one go i got it all done in one go like that's an awful lot of work. one sitting yeah like right i got fucking 360 light bulb i got a tummy tuck i got muscle reconstruction in my stomach i got a breast lift and i got a bbl like that's a f- and they've done it in five and a half hours Oh, now, right, but do you know what? Right, it's the funniest thing is that he does like right i was talking to him afterwards he told me he does three or four surgeries in a day i was like what? I was like, how, like, how do you manage that? Like, and he was like, oh, sure, we're just, it's just conveyor belt to people though, do you know? Like, right, I was in, I was thrown out. There was another one in. Did you meet any Irish people over? Do you know, I was just in the hospital. No, like I went to uh, Istanbul. So most people go to Kusadasi and stuff. I went to yeah. Istanbul or else they go to, um, Ecol in a different part of town. How did you fly into Istanbul? Did you fly from Dublin, was it? Like from Dublin, yeah. So we went up the night before and we stayed in a hotel and then we flew out then the following. Did you get to see any of the city? Um, it's meant to be so an amazing city. The first day um, we got there, we got there at like five or six or something like to meet the doctor and Eric was getting his teeth done so he met his crowd. And then the next day we went out for about four hours, I'd say. We left that morning at like eight and it took us an hour and a half to get up to the markets. The traffic is just... Well, I didn't get to see nothing properly yeah. because it was just... It was all rushed and it was all ghost. Like right, we got there on the 17th. I got my surgery on the 19th and from the 19th. I was just, I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. How long, how long were you um, after the surgery when you woke up? How many days were you there before you come home? Um, so I was there for, say, was it nine days? I think it was. So I was supposed to come home on the 26th, but I got a blood clot the, 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 the night before we were supposed to fly home. So um, I got a massive blood clot in my chest and... I I like a right ray rang um I rang my aunt because she was after getting a breast lift and stuff and I was like is this normal I was like my chest is killing me I was like mm. it's really swelling and stuff and she was like no so I was ringing them I was ringing their translators and stuff you know and their assistants and things like that and she wasn't answering me it was this Sunday night was this Sunday I don't know what I don't know whatever night it was I can't even remember it properly but um I was ringing her she wouldn't answer me so I rang the surgeon on Instagram 
So I was like, please answer me. I was like, I'm really worried. So he answered me back. He was like, what's wrong? I goes, I went on um, FaceTime with him. I was like, what's this? I was like, my chest is swelling. I goes, it's really sore. It was like up here and I was so sore. I felt like it was just going to bust. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh my God. He was like, no, he was like straight to emergency, straight to emergency now. I was like, emergency. He was like, come straight to the hospital. So he sent a cab for me. So we went down and he just prepped me for surgery, brought me straight down. He told Eric, I'll be down there for three minutes for an hour and I was gone three hours. And we didn't know where I was. He was asking, like, is this at three o'clock in the morning in the hospital? Like, mm. he was like, where's, he was like, where's, he was like, where's my wife? Like, you know, where, like, where is she? And they were like, oh, there's no Lisa way out here. We don't have her on the system. So he thought I was dead. He didn't know where I was. He was running around the hospital. They sent him down to the basement where the operations goes on. Couldn't find me. He, Jesus, he was so scared. He was on the phone to my brother. My brother was like, find her, find her. He was like, I don't know where she is. He's like, I can't find her. He was like, they won't tell me anything. So they all thought I was dead at that stage because I was just have to have such a bad time over there. Well. This, this happened after the procedure? This happened afterwards. So like, I had the procedure on the Wednesday and I went, I got, I think I got out of surgery at like two. And at like half four, they woke me up and they were like, come on, up, up. They were like pulling me out of the bed and I was like, spaced out of it but I still remember it and then I remember they were trying to pull me to get me up to go walk and I was like that was falling down Eric was like she can't he was like what are you doing to her I was bawling crying I was like I I, li- I, I was like I physically can't they were like you have to get up you have to walk you have to walk so I stood up out of the bed and I, I was the sweat I was nearly collapsing so Eric was like leave her alone so I was like I, I can't I can't I vomited everywhere I was like I can't do this so they were like okay so they just like put me back into the bed and then they like were talking they walked out um, I was begging them for more pain relief. They won't, they were giving me like paracetamol and stuff in like a drip. Um, no, I got morphine and stuff. All right, off them, but like it was just paracetamol. Then afterwards, they were just giving me paracetamol and drip. I was like, can you give me something stronger? I was like, I actually am in so much pain. I was bawling, crying. Yeah. I was getting sick. I was in so much pain, and they were just like ignoring me. They were like, mm, kind of a thing. Was the pain focused on your chest or was it all oh, over? Jesus, the, the most pain I had was through my back because I couldn't straighten up. Right, imagine getting your whole body tightened. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was literally like scrunched like that. So yeah. all my muscles got reconstructed, my whole stomach. So I was laying in a bed, but like I was like laying, it was so awkward. I was like laying back like that. And then there was a dip in the bed because when you get a BBL, you can't lay on your, your bum yeah. because you can't, because you'll break down the fat and you'll destroy the, the fat day. So I had to sit, like, I was laying in this dip of a thing. My back, my spot, oh my God, my, I never forget the pain in my back. Even when I came home afterwards. Were you thinking to yourself, like, how the fuck did I put myself in this situation? Oh my God, you know, I know, I, th- I literally thought I was going to die. I never forget the pain. I was bawling crying. Yeah. I was, I, like, I was... On Sounds phone. horrible. Do you know, I know, I wouldn't recommend anyone, anyone ever to do anything. I'd tell you now, like, maybe if you were getting it done, get it done in bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know how I even got out the back end of it, to be honest. It sounds um, something like your whole body probably did the shock. Oh, it did 100%. What's going on. And, uh, and I wouldn't have been in the best health either before I went over. Because, yeah. like, do you know, I'm always tired. I'm always random. Like, like I have very, very, like, low immune system and stuff. So, like, I shouldn't have probably went over and got all this done. Do you know, before I went, I had a weird feeling. Because everyone was saying it to me. And I was like, nope, nope, grand. I'm going to do now. I said, they're all like, nervous. I was like, no, I don't care. And I generally wasn't for a while. But then when it started getting closer to it, I was like, even the night before we went in for surgery, you know, we were laying in the bed in the hotel over and Eric's like, all right, love. And I was like, 
no. I was like, I'm shitting. He's like, are you all right? I was like, and then I was, I started bawling and crying. He was like, your grandbaby. He was like, everything's going to be fine. He was like, stop worrying now. He's like, this is what you want. He's like, you're going to be brand new. He's like, he was like, it's a grand. And I was like, I have a weird feeling. He was like, I knew you fucking had a feeling. I was like, oh. Because yeah. like, Joe, like, right, everyone was saying to you, they were like, are you nervous? Like, right? And I was like, no. But like, but then everyone then was trying to turn me off. Like, right, my family were trying to turn me off. Uh, my dad used to be like, watch botched. I was watching botched last night. I was like, dad, shut up. Like, you know? But um, that's like watching a documentary about plane crashes the day before your holiday. <laughs> do you know what I mean? My dad is there. Watch this now. Watch this. I'm like, well, I watched this last night. Botched. I was like, Dad, shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't care. When did yeah. uh, When did sepsis started making appearance? When I came home. Um, so we got off the plane at two o'clock in Dublin on the 28th of July, and we got in the car and we drove straight out to CH. I didn't get out to CH till Sunday night. Um. Bits. They were like, I had a hole in my back because where they put the drains in after you get the plate bone and stuff like that, I had a hole just above my bum. And like, that was wide open. There was fluid coming out of it. Like right before we got on the plane, um, I went out to the nurses in the nurses station because I was in the hospital. And I was like, can you change my bandages? Because right, my back was leaking. I mean, fluid now was just pouring out my back. I'd literally stand up and it would just pour out me. So I, it'd be running down my legs, soaking wet. Oh, just fluid, like, and bloods and stuff. So they would change it. They were cleaning up, whatever, blah, blah, whatever. And then the morning we were we were set to go to the airport. I went out and I asked the nurses, I was like, can you change my bandages? And they were like, no. They were like, we're not permitted to do this. I was like, can you please change my bandages? I was like, I need to get my, my, like, my bandage on my back change. I was like, it's soaking wet. I was like, I have to. And your one just handed me gauze and alcohol and a bandage and just handed them to me and just walked away from me. I was like, what the fuck? So I went down, Eric done my back. Sure, like he'd Where was that? In the Mercy? In the Mercy. But no, no, no. In, in Turkey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, that was in Turkey. That was before we got on the flight to yeah. home. So um, he put it on and sure, I didn't even get to the airport and there was fluid pouring down my back again. I had like a black dress thing on me. Oh, was your pain at this stage? Lisa. Oh my God, it was very bad. It was so, so was, bad. It was, there was uh, three or four procedures that have to be done. Oh yeah, so yeah. And, and was, your pain coming from each and every one of those different areas because you were operated on those areas. Agony, I couldn't walk. I was literally bent over like this side of walking stick and I was walking. I was so swollen as well because I was full of water from being opened up and I was so, so swollen. i never forget it. I actually have pictures on my phone. Like, right, when I show people out there, like, I can't believe that was you. My face was swollen, my hands. I tore my two groins when I was, um after I came back, I couldn't walk. I was in agony. I was after pulling my groins because the night before we flew home, the doctors were telling me to go out and walk, Joe. They were like, walk and get exercise. You have to move your body to get the fluid out of your body. So I was like, okay. So there was like a supermarket thing next to the hospital. So Eric brought me down. Oh my God. I was like, I literally can't walk. I was like, I'm actually in agony. He's like, come on. He's like, you have to walk. He's like, you have to. Because like, right, we were... We, I was after having the emergency operation over there on the Wednesday, was it? Or, yeah, I think it was the Wednesday, was it? We flew home on the Friday. Yeah, so I was after having the emergency operation over there and we were supposed to fly home on the, the... We were supposed to fly home on the 16th and we obviously couldn't fly home. So right, he wouldn't tell us then when we could fly home. So we couldn't amend our flights, so we lost our flights. So we were panicking then because we were after running out of money. We were like, what are we going to do? So I was... 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Like, when can I go home? When can I go home? But, like, he wouldn't give us a day. And then he came in then, like, the Thursday evening. He's like, oh, you can fly home tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow... But you know what I wanted? I just, I, I didn't feel safe there. I didn't yeah, feel... Yeah, just to get home. I just wanted to go home so bad. But I was so scared then at the same time because I was off to get a blood clot. I was, tr- I was going to travel to my heart. Mm-hmm. He had to bring me down for emergency surgery. While I was in that emergency surgery as well, I woke up on the table. They didn't give me enough anaesthetic. So my mind was awake, but my body was asleep. Oh, jeez. So, like, that was another thing that, like, happened to me over there. So, like, besides all the pain and all the stuff that I went through, like, and I... knew the, about a four-hour flight, I'd say, to Dublin. It was nearly five hours. Uh, and, and, and then another spin to Cork. Yeah, took, yeah took us, I think it took us, like, four hours like, to keep stopping because I couldn't... I was, like, bawling with the pain I was in. I was screaming, like... So, I and when you got home then, you went up to the Mercy? I know, I went straight to CUH. You went to the CUH. We go home, we just got straight... We, I just was, like... What did they say to you in the CUH? They like I just kept trying to have bandages my back was soaking like right on the way down from Dublin we had to stop in a garage and never forget it right you know them puppy pad things that like you have right mm. after you get surgery right they put yeah. them down in you so I had a load of them in my bag me and Eric had to go into a garage and he literally had to drain my back so he, I was like this and he was just pushing the fluid out of my back because Huh? Oh, the hole and it was just pouring down my legs I was bawling crying because I couldn't like I just kept I was in agony. I'm sorry. It was like. Oh, I'm telling you now, it's uh, scary. It's actually, it's so scary. I'm like, it's actually, like, I have PTSD over what's after happening to me from all this. Like, I'm a shell of the person that I was. Do you know, it's just so scary, right? If, Jolly, if I knew then what I know now, like, and do you know, to anyone that is considering going to these places to get stuff done, just, Jesus, think about it. Like, do you know? Would it be these places or would it be get the work done in, t- in general? No, do you know what now? Like, right, um, my surgeon out in CUH, Susie, I love her. She's yeah. saved my life, I swear to God. She's she's an angel from heaven, I swear. That she's have to come in to save me. She mm. really is. I, I adore the ground she walks on. She's she's unbelievable. She's a fantastic surgeon. She, like, there was a gauze left in my chest. That's what was causing the sepsis for me. And I had surgery two weeks ago. This is my second surgery since I came home to Ireland. 
because my breasts just kept swelling up and it kept filling up with abscesses. So just repeat what you said. There was gauze. There was a gauze. From one of the operations left yeah. in your there chest. There was a gauze from Turkey left inside my chest. A piece of cloth. Yeah, a long piece of gauze that size. It was up here underneath my chest cavity thing. Yeah. I got MRIs now, right? Bear in mind, I'm home since the 28th of July. I'm after having, I don't know how many ultrasounds drainages I got opened up to get a wash out so they opened up my chest and they washed out my chest I had MRIs and they still and they did and no, like mm. that never showed up it was buried so deep it was under my muscle my tissue my fat it was just buried under there and it was only just by chance that like she literally opened me up a few weeks ago and she was really you know like giving me a proper proper clean yeah. She was really rooting around you to get me, like, just to make sure. Yeah. Because, right, we didn't know what was causing all this infection because, right, it would just be gone. And I'm after being on serious antibiotics. I'm after being drained manually. I'm after having drains in my boob. Oh, like, you know, like, walking around, like, with a bag of pus for two yeah. weeks at a time, you know, having and then going over to the hospital 24-7. I'm after having all that done. And like, it just kept coming back and coming back. And they she found it. Causing it. And, you know, even Susie, you know, my surgeon, she was like, what is causing it? She was like, I, 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 you know, I was like baffled but by it. The surgeon is doing three or four of them a day, you know four I mean? or five hours each. So he's fucking half asleep you know doing them, I'd like, Even some of the, the, the operations she got for, for maybe the clot, like not even using enough anaesthetic for yeah. that. I, I think like that they were basically just trying to cut costs and in relation to what they were. They're probably, they're probably air on the side of caution with the anaesthetic because a few people have died on the bed because of the anaesthetic. Oh there was a couple of people died the dental um, from Ireland. They died on the, on the dental chair. Because of too the, much anaesthetic. Yeah, or they were allergic to it or they had a reaction to it. So the anaesthetic is the most dangerous part of the operation. So they probably underdosed it yeah. out of fear. But you had an awful experience. Terrible altogether. What would you say to any young one or woman, not having to be a young one, just because you're young, but there's people in their 40s, 50s and that doing it too, isn't there? Yeah, would, would you have any advice, like if people are adamant on doing it, would you save up and do it at home or go to maybe a different country? Or? Yeah, 100%. Like, right, I know it's expensive. It is expensive because like, right, for what I was going to get done, it would have been about 45, 50 grand there, I'd say. Easily, like, because I got so much work done. And what, what did it cost over there? <sighs> a fraction of that. Yeah, 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 you don't have to a say A fraction. Yeah. Um, but like I worked so hard for that money, you know. Yeah, like, that's so disappointing. I worked so hard. I saved so hard for it, you know. Like I got a loan as well off the credit union to put towards it, you know. I had that money for years, for like the last three years, and I had it, and I wouldn't touch it. That's my surgery money, you know. And it's just so disappointing the experience that I had because like fucking, I know people who went over. I mean, my friend Amy went over and. She, like right, she got no. She didn't get as much stuff to, as what I got done. But like she's grand. She's flying around the place, you know. And I know the people who got stuff done, mm. and they're grand. It's just I was just unlucky one, I suppose, and I was the unfortunate one to get all this. But, uh, but you know what? There's something. Whether you believe this now or not, you know you're after going through your own pain and torture, physically and mentally. Yeah. And as you said, you've PTSD you now after the trauma is left with you. But. Are you sharing your experience here today? Like, there's there's good in that. Oh, I know, I know. And you know, yeah. I know, I'm just so grateful as well of life and stuff. It's weird, you know, like, right? Stuff I would have took for granted before, I don't anymore. Like, I'm literally after being in the hospital since the 28th of July. I'm after being out, like, two weeks, like, two and a half weeks max, you know, in between that time frame. That's nearly three months. So I'm after missing so much, you know, of, like, 
like right my kids like right I didn't see my kids I didn't see like loads of things you know like right I missed loads of family events for the mm. summer do you know like right and then I was thinking about it afterwards I was like I literally nearly died for this do you know like right my kids would have never seen me again I would never see I know right I know now this sounds stupid I would have never seen another sunset I would have never yeah. had my feet in the ocean do you know yeah. like do you know all that was gone for what like do you know just because I wanted to have a new body and how you know and grand, I'm getting there. It's hard, like, you know, like there's good days and bad days and stuff, but like, I'm, grand, I'm getting there and stuff. How, how, is, your, how is your body like, after healing? It's grand. It's, um, it's, I know it's, there's still stuff going on. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, everywhere else is fine. It was just my, my, it was just my chest all the time. That's what was making me so sick. It's like I had sepsis and I didn't even know for a whole week. I had sepsis for a week and I didn't even know. And you know you had sepsis and the month of sepsis, it was sepsis. I know, sepsis month, yeah. I was so, so sick with it. Oh, my God. And I didn't even know what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and that's potentially fatal, like that can kill you. That. Sepsis shock. Um, I didn't even know, like, right, I, I, I had it obviously that week and I didn't know. And um, I was out back to CUH because we were only just after kind of coming home. And um, it was my birthday on the Sunday. So I started feeling really shitty on this Friday, I think it was. And my chest started swelling and I was like, what is this? And I was showing Eric, I was like, that's after swelling. And he was like, it's just probably your body healing. He goes and, you know, like mm -hmm. settling. He was like, just relax, you know, because like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. He was like, it's grand. He's like, relax. So that was Friday. So I, was, I felt so sick. I was really sick. And my friend was after me down with me during that week and her fella had COVID, but she didn't know. So, and then she came down. So then I talked and I had COVID because I, I really felt so bad. So I was doing COVID tests and I didn't have COVID. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I was like, I'm just probably have to pick it up. Do you have down this off? I was like, your mom's have to pick it up something. So I was so sick. That was the Friday. Then Saturday came. I was so, so sick. Couldn't move all this out. I was dying. Sunday was my birthday. So Eric was after getting me loads of balloons and he was after booking the Dean for food and all that. So he was just like, come on, get ready. And I was like, oh, but it's not. She's gone up to right, eat all the cakes and balloons and everything. Eric's almost like a great old uh, boyfriend or partner. He's the best in the world. He's draining your back and everything, like, and then buying the flowers a few days later. <laughs> he's the best in the world for buying certain Without him, I actually, I don't know where I'd be. He actually, uh, that's nice to say. No, I, I swear to God, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. He really is. He's the best partner. He's the best person. He really is. He's very patient with me. It's a good day. We can all be hard work sometimes and stuff. I think men and women. Oh yeah. yeah. Men and women. I don't know as women had a bit more hard work. No, I me. I'll be honest, I can be hard at times, no unfairness. So, uh, shout out to Nicole there. Well, at least you can admit it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was dying, is it? And that, that was a Sunday, so we went in for food. We went into the Dean. I not even messaged him. It took me literally four hours to on a bit of time and do my makeup. And I was just like, I really don't want to go. And he was like, come on. He was like, I'm after booking. He was like, we just go for food. Right, we went into the Dean. We went out at six. I was home and all at 10 to seven. That's how sick I was. I was literally sitting down having my dinner. And I was like, that shaking. He was like, what is wrong with you? I was roasting out the same day. He was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I'm freezing. I want to go home. He's like, put on my jumper. I was like, I want to go home. He was like, get a cocktail. I was like, I want to go home and die. Uh, uh, so we ended up going home and... Couldn't wait. I just came in, stripped off, I put on my pajamas, I was shaking. I put on big like this is August, and I'm like, I was shaking with the cold, put on big fluffy pajamas. I was laying in the bed, it was like that rattling. He was like, What is wrong with you? I was like, I don't feel well. He was like, Go see for a while. So the Monday came, I was still dying sick. And then Tuesday, I rang my brother and was like, Are you at work? And he was like, Yeah, I was like, Choose the car because he works in Apple. He's like, Yeah, he goes, Please bring me up to the hospital. He goes, What did you say? 
watch me like I was like I'm so sick I was like I didn't sleep a wink I swear I was awake all all um Sunday night no all, all Monday night I could not sleep I was awake the whole night long I was so sick I was vomiting I was oh I was in agony I was just in so much pain I couldn't stop vomiting and I just couldn't sleep I was that bad mm. and then it was after ringing him I was like will you bring me out to the hospital he was like Lisa are you actually having a laugh he was like what he was like what's going on so I told him he mangled me then he was like you're feeling like this all fucking weekend he was like you didn't go to the hospital I was like I'm not able to go out there and sit there for 12 hours. He's like, at least you have to go to the hospital when you feel like this. Mm. So he's like, ring an ambulance. I was like, oh, I'm not ringing an ambulance, Gavin. He's like, ring an ambulance now. So I rang an ambulance. They came up. So um, I left him in. They done my stats and they checked my blood pressure and stuff. And they just looked at each other and they just were like, come on, come on, come on. We have to bring you to the hospital. So got out to the hospital. That was on Tuesday. Wednesday, I was so, so sick out in COH. And then on Thursday, I went into sepsis shock. My whole body would just start to shut down. My temperature went to f- above 40. My blood pressure dropped to 50 over 30 or something. So I, I was hallucinating. I didn't know what was going on. I rang Eric because Eric was at work. And I rang my brother because I was in the hospital all day on my own. The nurses, it was really, really busy on the ward. So like the nurses were coming in and out. I was just lying there and I was like, but like right at this stage, I don't think that they knew I had sepsis either. I was only until after this happened that like they actually realized that I actually had sepsis. I was laying there and I was like, oh my God, I was like, I don't feel well. My aunt rang me, she was like, what's up? I was like, I started bawling and crying. I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. I was like, I'm fucked like, and she was like, Lisa, call the nurses, like, and I was like, I know, I goes, I'm calling on my goes, but like, they're not, I was like, they're busy, like, and she was like, you're sick. She goes, you're in a hospital. She goes, call the nurses now. She goes, get them to come over to you. So I just pressed the buzzer and they came over and they came over and they just checked my temperature. They checked me, I was shaking and mm. then it was like that. They were like, do you want another blanket? I was like, yeah. So I had like three or four blankets off me at one stage. Mattered. I was shaking. How long does the sepsis last for then? Does, it, does that kind of just die away in the body after a while or antibiotics yeah, and stuff? The antibiotics, they're like bleach. They have to put through you. They're, they're very strong. Yeah. You're actually lucky that, that it didn't destroy any of your organs. I know. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. But, like, but they had to sedate me. So like the last things I remember before they sedated me was like, I rang my brother screaming, crying, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I, I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. My whole, like, right, my body was burning me. My my joints were burning me. I was shaking with the cold. I was screaming, crying. He was like, I'm coming out. He's like, I'm coming out. He's like, give me five minutes. So him and his wife came out and they were just looking at me. He was like, what? He was like, what's wrong with her? I, don't, I remember looking at him, but like, right, I was going in and out. It was weird. It was like, I was going in and out of consciousness or something. I was looking at him. He was like, he was like, what's wrong with her? And the nurses were like that. And then I was looking up and then Eric then came out and he was panicking then as well. He came up to me, he was holding my hand. He was rubbing my hand. He was like, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. The last thing I remember was looking up at him and he was looking down, he was rubbing my hand. That was, that's the last thing I can remember. Mm. And then I woke up the next morning and they were like, great, we're prepping you for surgery. They're like, you should go for surgery. I was like, what do you mean I have to go for surgery? They're like, you have to go for surgery. They were like, we have to open up your chest. We have to drain it. Because I was after getting drained the Wednesday and it didn't do anything for me. So they were like, we have to bring you down for surgery. We have to open mm. you back up. So I literally got like 20 minutes notice that I was going for surgery. This was the second operation then? This No, no, this was the fr- um, this was the first one that I got after I got the sepsis. So um, they, they just gave me 20 minutes notice. They were like, we have to bring it in for surgery. So I was like, okay. So I rang my brother, I rang Eric. They were like, okay. My bro- um, I just said to my brother, I was like, I'm so scared. He was like, don't be scared. He's like, you have to do this. I was like, I was bawling and crying. I was like, how many operations did you get when you came home? Two, Two. so yeah, so that so, that was the first one I was at. Did they find the gauze in your your book no, that time? No, it was just not. It was up here, and yeah. I was after getting ultrasounds and everything. So it was the second operation they found that. It was the second one. That was only two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I was looking at something on the telly. 
recently, I think it was Virgin or some 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 other station. There was this, and we were talking about it beforehand. Yeah. I think this is important to mention as well. There was a uh, mother and daughter went over to Turkey as well to get some procedures done. I think she got a gastric band. I think was it. Was it? I think that's what that woman got. I could be wrong, no, but I think that's what she got. And what happened was um, the daughter got her work done. She came out, and the mother. There was no sign of the mother for two days mm -hmm. inside the hospital. And the daughter was going around the place looking for the mother, trying to find out information of what was after happening. And her mother was after dying. Mm -hmm. And they were after committing her body over there. Fuck off. The mother yeah. died on the operating table. They didn't even tell the, the daughter that she, she was just after. Her. They just got rid of the body. Yeah, they just were wrapped cleaning up the body and stuff. But like, Eric thought I was dead as well over there. Kanye like, West's mother died and getting cosmetic surgery really? she did and he was never the same since yeah he you know? and like it's only after this is after happened to me that i'm after realizing you know like right imagine i did like right imagine what my children would think mm. do you know like i have two young boys and stuff and like imagine what they think do you know would you go back no never again i'm afraid jesus i'm afraid of everything i could i would never go back mm. never ever ever do you know if people uh are thinking about going over but they want to maybe reach out to you ask you questions yeah. or some advice how can they do that they can contact me on facebook or whatever we'll, we'll put in your social yeah, media that's if you want to know yeah, yeah. I want I want to make this I want to make people aware of like how dangerous this is very very important it's just so scary yeah. you know, when I, right, right, I heard stories before I went away and you know it was John it was actually one of the girls that actually only said to me a few weeks ago Terry she said like Lisa right John like right, everyone hears stories and everyone hears bad stories of and things you know right and I heard stories before I went away and I was like yeah 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 but sure like you know right right you never think it's going to happen to you mm. and it doesn't really kick in and it doesn't hit home until it's someone that like you know or someone yeah. that you care about yeah. because like that's what my friend said to me she goes like Lisa obviously we all heard stories before she goes but it's just different because it's you and we yeah. know yeah. yeah do you know so like right unless you know the person or unless you're close to them or yeah. whatever do you know but it can happen to anyone it can it can happen to anyone and she'll look she'll that's why your stories are so important here mm -hmm. yeah your story is so important because this this thing we're going to Turkey these procedures done is becoming a massive it thing is. in Ireland it is. For, for both men and women but we really don't understand the consequences until we listen to somebody you no. they, don't, they don't care about you there's no there's no aftercare there's no practice of care over there mm. like right you're just it's just money all like right all they want is your money so, like the second they gave them my money they were just like I just felt like they didn't give a shit about me afterwards even Eric said it you know, he's like his attitude was after changing towards you yeah. so he was falling all over me falling all over me and then when I gave him the money do you know, yeah. like he, it's just like I don't know, like, like I didn't really pick up on it properly. Yeah. Eric picked yeah. up on it. He was like, his attitude's after changing. Yeah. And then surely, like, I got the operation on the Wednesday, and he came into me on Friday, and he was like, "Oh, you're fine. Oh, you, you can go home." I was like, "I, mm. I can't even walk. I had a cataract thing in, inside me because I couldn't even walk. I couldn't mm. even go to the toilet unassisted. I couldn't do anything. I could not get out of the bed. The second day they got me out of the bed, I fainted out in the corridor. Eric had to bring me in. I was very bad." I was like, you want me to go back to the hotel room and I can't even walk. I was yeah. like, how like right, how's this possible? I was like, is there a 24 hour nurse? Because right, this is what they taught me. That I'd have a 24 hour nurse when I go back to the hotel, I'd have 24 hours assistance, all this. Just it's all bullshit. It's mm. all bullshit. Well, at least people know when they're going over if they listen to this, they're going their eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. And whatever may happen, I hope that they have good health. But maybe it's not worth the risk. It's not worth it. But it's up for people to maybe come to that decision themselves. But thanks for your time. No 
about that. And thanks for being so open with us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. And we'll see everybody next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.